alive. And what an exhilarating feeling the day after the grand final, and uh, particularly when you've won. So, John and Troy, what an amazing two days. I know that we're on a high of it because we just love getting the feedback from the attendees. And, Troy, I saw you walking around Broad Beach today. I'm sure people would have told you what a great event it was. There was lots of agents circulating. John, I've got to congratulate you. You're an absolute architect maestro at you know, selecting agent speakers. A lot of people don't realise, even though you're in the background on the day of ARIC, uh, though having said that, you probably delivered the best session with um, Caitlin Jenner on the Monday morning. Your your selection of speakers is just unbelievable. The ability to have people that do multi-million dollar properties, the GOATs, and at the same time, have people that do low-end properties, have people that have overcome adversity and have got nothing to do with real estate, but everything to do with real estate. And I have well, to tell you, you know, I've been involved in Eric since, uh, you know, I spoke with Matty Steinway in 06, I think. I spoke again in 10 and I've been emceeing since then. That was, without a doubt, the best Eric in, 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 in the time. Not one person yeah. let us down on the stage. Yeah, it's, it's funny when you've got sort of 30 something speakers, Tommy. It's uh, inevitable that there's going to be a couple of people that are flat or that don't, don't, but you're right, everyone stood up and uh, it was very, it was funny because Caitlin, as you know, Tom and Troy, we spoke before that there was some pushback when I put her up as a, as one of the speakers. I got some strange sort of, you know, sort of sideways glances from people as why would you want Caitlin Jenner there? And I think to be fair to Caitlin, a lot of people, especially the younger generation, sort of 30 and below, they had pretty much no idea of Bruce Jenner, uh, which was obviously Caitlin before she transitioned, and, and the incredible athleticism. And uh, well, he was the greatest athlete in the world and then transitioned to Caitlin. So uh, I think you know, we opened some eyes. Um, but today, look, you know, we could spend a week on this, Tommy, but I reckon it'd be good just while it's fresh in our mind, just sort of go around the grounds. And I'm still... To be quite honest, I'm still kind of processing all my notes and I'm, I'm collecting some notes from others. But I'd love just to sort of, while it's fresh in our mind, some of the people, and, and I'm happy to kick off the lead the batting. I'll be the opening batsman there, Troisy. You can come in first drop. Um, and just sort of to stay what I thought about the presentation and maybe some of the things that then you guys just add. I want to start with Ryan Serhan. I should have started with Reese because she was first, but Ryan's the first note I've got here. I mean, Ryan Serhan, you got to look at it. He's a guy that, you know, 10 years ago was a hand model. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but it certainly was a long way from being the top agent in the world and today probably is the top agent in the world. He gave a polished, authentic, heartfelt, from the heart, no notes, a series of incredible stories that led him to where he is today. And just a few things that I noticed here, here Tommy, I mean, I've got, I've got a page of notes for him, but energy is a tactic. Well, one thing you get about him, Troy, is he's got infectious energy. And I will guarantee you when he's in front of a client, he has that same energy as he presented to us. That wasn't a show. That was who the guy is because you see him wherever he is, on stage, you know, uh, on listings, on television, with us. So I just like that idea because for a lot of people, they, they don't look at energy as a tactic. They think it's, you know, you're either an energetic person or you're not. But I think he's really manifested that and he's, he's pro proven that you know, energy can be a secret weapon. And he talks about, and I think 
Troy, did he say he's got a new book out, but Big Money Energy? That that was sort of the topic. Yeah, John, he's got a new book out. But, you know, the question he asked everyone that I, I resonated with was that energy audit. And he said to everyone, you know, ask a friend or a colleague to audit your energy. And I think that a lot of us get caught into the complacency of just going about our business and the same kind of mundane energy. But, um, you know, you've got to own every room you walk into. That's what he said. And, you know, the three words that he uses every single day, I think, relates to energy. It's ready, set, go. And when you do that, naturally, you get a little bit of excitement. It's like the gun going off at a race. It's like the opening call at an auction. It's like the first day you walk into the office, you've got an energy about you. And I think what he's done is he's been really fortunate in his growth and development from the TV show to being a really successful real estate agent and business owner is he's created that momentum, but he's also created that new business energy that every day is a really exciting day for him. And there was two things. That's a good point, that energy audit, because two things I loved about it. He told the story when he asked someone many years ago, he was telling me about you know, what me and what, you know, what, where could I improve? And the guy said, well, you look on the ground all the time and your shoulders are hunched and you're this and you're that. And most people, A, they would have never asked the question, so they never mm-hmm. got the answer. B is when they got the answer, would have been highly offended and probably never spoke to another person again. He just said, okay, why, why do I hunch my shoulders? Because when I was young, I was much taller than everyone else. And why do I look down? Because I used to have a face full of acne, and so I didn't like looking people in the face because every time they looked at me, they were staring. I thought they were staring at my pimples. So he, he sort of traced it back, and he reinvented himself based on the feedback. So I thought that was yeah brilliant. He, he said, uh, I'll just go through some things I wrote down. Uh, walk in the door like you already have the listing. So it's confidence, not arrogance, by the way. He's not an arrogant guy. Big, confident energy lives inside every one of you, which makes me kind of think about what Caitlin said, what Rich Roll said. You know, greatness is deep within all of our souls. The unfortunate thing is very few of us ever tap into it. And he said, you know, I loved it. He said, you can learn big energy. So I just thought he was really good. And by the way, I I think you can buy, maybe not yet, but in a week or two, um, we might let your listeners know, Tommy, and put it on your website. You can buy the the sort of video. So if anyone did happen to miss Eric um, and and regrets it, because you should, and you should be there next year, to be quite honest, it was life-changing. The other thing is, uh, so we we can sell you down the track at some point once they're edited. Create advocates, which we often call raving fans, and he just talk about volume businesses and how a lot of agents, when they're selling a lot of property, and then they say, oh, I just want to do the big deals now. And he said, it's often a mistake because he said, the more people that you're creating as advocates, the more business is going to flow your way. Mm. So I thought that was really good. Let me go back to Reese though, Troy, because- As you're doing that, John, you know, one of the things that I got from Ryan as well is it's really clear on believing in the future of you. Don't necessarily, even if you're at zero, if you're year one, if you're year two and you're struggling, don't think about where you are now. Have the plan and the process and the framework in place in years or year or two time. um, What does that look like? And what's the way you're going to interact with your clients there? So all of those little things that we've mentioned earlier, it's like creating that future self. With Reese was interesting because Tom, I think there was a bit of pushback with Reese also, not 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 so much as Caitlin, because I know there's a lot of people that find the concept of, of, of transgender is a little bit challenging for them and, and, and I hope they don't after having, you know, met um uh, Caitlin the other day on the on the screen. But Reese, a lot of people just knew her as an actor. Okay, and people say, Oh, well, she's a good actor, so what she can learn lines well and so forth. 
She is an extraordinary businesswoman that just sold her business for a billion dollars. And one of the quotes I read in an article at Vanity Fair said that she was the richest actor in Hollywood, uh, female actor, I think, uh, in, in Hollywood. So she's an extraordinary businesswoman uh, and she's got multiple businesses. She's got a book club. She's got a lifestyle brand. Uh, she's obviously, she just sold Hello Sunshine, her production company. Just a few things there. One of them she said, which was actually about real estate, not about anything else, which I've never heard it, but I, I get it. 72% of the decisions around property are made by women and most of them are 55 or over. So what is your strategy and what is your connecting ability in dealing with women and especially mature or middle-aged or mature women because they're making a hell of a lot of decisions. Um, in storytelling, ask yourself, how do you want to make them feel? I, I love that, Troy. She just said, because I think uh, we asked her the question, Tom asked her the question about storytelling. You're very good at storytelling. It's a big part of your craft. It's a big part of our craft, but we're not as good as you. And, you know, she just said that, Instead of, uh, you know, when you, let's say social media, which is a constant beef we have on this podcast about agents that just, it's all about me, 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 me. And she said, you know, to be quite frank, it's not about you. It's about who is your audience, what is interesting to them, and more importantly, how do you want to make them feel when you connect with them or you serve them content? And I just thought that was just a really nice nuance. She spoke about skill stacking, and we've we've talked about that before on this podcast. Um and yeah, she said, although I'm not particularly brilliant at anything, I'm not the best actor, I'm not the best business person, I'm not the best at anything really, but she said, I'm pretty good at, at most of those. And I just found out that if I stack my talent in a number of areas and bring it together as a collaboration or a symphony, it really works. She talked about video and we know that, we again, we've been banging on for the last few years about video and she just said it's far more powerful than any other medium. One of the quotes I love, Troy, was authentic is more important than perfect because everyone says, oh, I don't look good here and I don't like that and, you know, I haven't got time to do, you know, a perfect run through. You know, and she said, you know, just what I always used to say, Troy, just press record or just hit record. Just hit play. <laughs> just hit record. Um, John, the, the other one that she said was that, you know, when she spoke about the stats of the buying power of females and women, she actually said that women as a demographic, with all of her research around Hello Sunshine and the 50 million followers they have around the world, um, was the fact that they consume three times more media than anyone else, than men in the market. And so she was kind of using that same analogy that they created the car and we're still riding a bike. So for those that haven't embraced that technology and understand and have taken the, the opportunity to use the tools that are easier to access like video and a lot of the social media platforms that we talk about, um, you've kind of missed that moment. And so there's an opportunity right now with things like TikTok and other video platforms to embrace that and move forward quite quick. And I know, Tom, that you have really embraced that and you've seen the results. Well, I've seen, so Troy, to me, I mean, what they were saying was spot on because I've actually experimented and I've gone off and I've got proper video people doing the perfect video, having 10 edits, going back and forward. I load it up and it gets little engagement and then you shoot something that's imperfect, something that's a little bit, you know, on the loose side, something that, you know, doesn't sound um, like it's been rehearsed, and you get incredible engagement. And it says to me, people would rather something that is real and authentic, even if it's not smooth, than something that's had a super cut production on social media. I think, I think Hollywood films are for the perfect uh, uh, video work, and I think social media is about reality. Yeah, you're right, Tom. I mean, I think um, 
the more perfect, the, the paradox is the more perfect it is, potentially the less authentic it's perceived. Because you see something that's studio quality and perfect, and I'm not saying you shouldn't try and do it well. But when you see something that's kind of a bit rough around the edges, but real and raw, there's something about that. And Troy, to your point, she talked about women are incredibly passionate, and when they when they come across something or someone that moves them, they will tell all their friends more than men. And she said, give them the right tools so they can share it with their friends. And this is where you know things like uh, video and things like social media posts and and so forth. So especially women, but everyone, but especially women, give them that incredible experience um, and then through social media, give them tools they can share with their peer group. She talked about adding value, educate, be authentic, uh, and that came through a number of the speakers. Uh, a number of them talked about that. I think Ryan also talked about that. Moving on to Madison Sutton was great, and I didn't take because I actually had to get to a meeting, but there was two things she said that, I thought were really good. She was the NYC girl, the uh, um, NYC agent, and she's an expert on social media. And she did a great job. Really, really proud of her because she came across here, you know, it was kind of a fish out of water coming from New York to Gold Coast. And um, But she she did a great job. There was two things she said. One is she said, read the alter ego effect, which I then uh, went down and just did in Google summary of alter ego effect. You know, so I, I got the kind of one page version. Basically, you know, if you look at Lady Gaga, you know, what she did was she created an alter ego because she herself was somewhat shy and lacking in the sort of confidence she wanted to have as an artist. So she present, pre- presented a different version of herself that, that she was able to put out there and got attention. And I think Ryan talked very much like that. And he didn't really say fake it till you make it because that's not quite the right context. But, you know, he just talked about um, when he was waiting to be cast for a million-dollar agent or a million-dollar listing. He said there was 3,000 agents. He thought, Jesus, what hope have I got? He said, I'm just an average agent. Let's just start in the industry. And he said, you know, all I can do is I can go out there and I can actually act as though I'm the world's best agent and maybe they'll pick up on that energy, which they did. So I, I think that the alter ego effect is, and, and I can only say I've read the summary of it, which is a couple of pages, but I like the idea of, um, turning yourself into someone you may not yet be until you become them. So in Ryan's case, he he acted like the world's best agent until he became the world's best agent. I thought that was good. And one of the little tools she said was, you know, um, find a trigger that helps you become bulletproof in the moment. Tony Robbins does a bit of this sort of stuff with with um, you know various things that he that he does. And she said, when I put on this lipstick, she said, for me, it's lipstick. When I put on this lipstick, I'm fearless. So I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm looking at my diary. I'm looking at all my appointments, and I might be a bit intimidated or nervous. And she said, bang, I put on this shade of red lipstick. And she said, I am bulletproof. I am just like absolutely, you know, at at my best. So, yeah, whether it's a beautiful suit, whether it's something else, it could be a daily affirmation that you tell yourself. It could be I used to take. Bob Boland and Fred Gross to business meetings or listing appointments with myself mentally. So I would come in as though as I'm arriving at the listing, it'd be me and Bob, even though he didn't exist in the driver, in the passenger seat. So I think um, what can you do to give yourself confidence, even if you think it may not be as yet authentic, deep down confidence, but you can pretend to be confident and people will pick up on that. 
So I thought she had, that was. I thought she had a great little formula for success as well with all of her content. And if you jump online, and hopefully everyone has followed her, um, it's really easy. Her formula for success is create that hook at the start of the video, and then at the end of it, create that effective and really efficient call to action. And I think a lot of the time, people when they're thinking about what they need to do from a content perspective. They forget that there's a formula to success the same way that we list a property, we prepare for the listing, we go to a listing, we perform the listing, we follow up. The same thing in regards to content. Create that hook. Why would people watch your video within the first three seconds? Why would they want to be engaging with your piece of content? And then have that effective call to action. Where are you going to take them at the end of that post as well? I just thought that was a simple tip that if you apply to any piece of content or any business strategy in regards to listing and selling and even any call um it's going to work for you you got to say tommy and also tom ferry was was on fire he's gone to a new level and he delivered two incredible arguably day two even better than day one but <laughs> i've just i've just made I'll, a couple of things that i remember troy from tom ferry one was and i'm not a golfer but he gave that metaphor was he used to think he was a great not, not, he used to think he was a very good golfer and he could go out of the practice range he could hit you know two or three hundreds pretty straight do a really good job and then he came across his coach and he said to him, do you want to get really good at golf? And he said, well, I thought I was really good at golf. And, and he said, show me how you grip the, the, um, the iron or the, the club. And he, and he put his hands together and the, this guy just twisted his hands about two inches and he said, that's how you get really good. And it was, I think it was a real story. And, but the metaphor is um, sometimes, and he said, you know, it was uncomfortable for the next little while until he got used to it and it became his new swing. But he said, sometimes the next level of success is one or two inches or one or two degrees away from where you're at. So you're probably on the right track, but one or two different ways of saying things, different ways of preparing, little things you do or don't say. And he said, it's always going to be uncomfortable until it's comfortable. So just get ready for that. But I thought that was just a really good metaphor. He talked about, you got to run plays that work. He said, a lot of people still running plays that were you know, uh, adopted during COVID when the market was on fire. There's plenty of listings, plenty of buys, plenty of everything. Now there's not so many listings and a lot of people still running the same playbook. So, you know, you've got to be running plays that are working today. And remember, the world is changing faster and more frequently than ever before. So just because something worked last year doesn't mean it's going to work this year. Great. I loved when he said how many contacts are in your phone. And I looked at mine, I've got 14,000. And then he said, I'll multiply it by 5%. And that's how many people in your phone are likely to sell their property in the next 12 months. So yeah, let's say you were sitting there and you had uh, 2,000 would be probably a common number. So then it's 2,000. That means 100 people in your phone are going to sell their property in the next 12 months. And he then went on to say, Troy, about circumstances change. And he said, when circumstances change, marriage, divorce, birth, death, whole range of things, job transfers and the like, people change their property. But he said, unless you're top of mind, unless you've been in touch, unless you've been interested enough to stay in touch with them, you're going to miss that opportunity. So what a simple thing. I mean, your you number of people in your phone, divide it by 50, that's one a week, and, and just make those calls. And he said, pretty simple strategy to be in touch with. And that might yield you 30 or 40 listings next year in itself just that one activity of staying in touch with everyone who's in your phone. So I, I, thought that, 
As I'm talking to you, I've just got an Insta DM. Carl Garufi team, who's up in uh, Brisbane. Uh, listen to this. Tom, uh, sorry for not saying g'day. You looked like you were busy. I didn't want to upset you. I've downloaded um, a few of the things that were talked about. Eric, I want to let you know that in the last 12 hours, I've used the text that was spoke about at those presentations. I've listed two properties on a Form 6, which is the Brisbane Agency Agreement. Yeah. Um, I've got 20, 25, uh, I, sorry, and got 35 appraisals and four one-on-one -on -one listing presentations. This is this has happened since yesterday. That was Tuesday. Carl Garufi, Bill at, um, in Brisbane. So, uh, love it. I love, I love that when people put the stuff in action, especially Troy, where they do it straight away. It's, it's just amazing. Like when you do a coaching session at, eight in the morning and they ring you at three and say, you know that stuff we discussed? I've used it twice today and I've got two listings. Last thing I'm going to say, because I know we've only got about five minutes to go, uh, and then Troy's Johnny, Johnny and Troy, I think in fairness to all the other 15 or so speakers, we might do a part one, part two. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. That would be the, the, the best thing and we'll try. We'll see, we'll see whether we can actually catch up and do part two this week while it's still trending and it's fresh. Nice. If that's all right. Happy to it. Happy to it. Um, Do one more, Joe. We pull up, rather than rushing it, I, I suggest, yeah, let's let's gather th some more thoughts and notes because I was going to go into Rich Roll, but I don't want to rush it because his, his presentation, let's just have a few thoughts from the top there. I mean, the depth, it's interesting because you look at Reese Witherspoon, you look at Caitlin Jenner, you look at Ned Brockman, you look at Rich Roll, th these are people that have pretty much nothing to do with real estate, right? And yet they left an indelible fingerprint on the audience because they were talking about authentic life experiences and Rich in particular, which we'll go into next session, talked about um, you know, how he was in the depths, depths of depression and alcoholism and probably close to taking his own life and, and he was able to turn that around through uh, athletics or particularly for long-distance running. And Ned Brockman, he sort of changed his world in a similar way through through uh, through marathon and or long distance running. I think um, let's gather our thoughts for the next session. But I'm glad we've just given some people some of the initial insights, and maybe if people want to share with us some things, their notes, their ideas, their what they got out of it, that'd be awesome because I've already had a few people send me their notes and they had things that I hadn't picked up on. So um, yeah, please let's let's collaborate, let's share. Uh, if you haven't bought the video, if you haven't didn't get to the conference, we'll have the videos online in a few weeks, uh, and we'll we'll sort of let you know on this podcast where and when you can get them. But uh, I just I'm I'm still buzzing, as you can probably tell. I'm still, you know, my, I just flashed through today, Troisy, because I just felt so good about everything. Just thinking all the amazing things that people had said. So uh, anyway, Troy, any parting thoughts? No, I think uh, probably, and the feedback that I've received regarding ARIC 2023 was definitely the best um, that many, and many that have been there many years in a row, said it was the best speaker lineup, the best event, the best expo, um, the number of exhibitors we had, 88 in total, which I think was a record, John, um, the vibe around both the internal of the event, the speakers, but also the networking opportunities that were happening on the fringes with some of the great sponsors. 
Um, it was it was fantastic to see. And the, the one thing I did realize uh, more so than ever before was uh, as a community, as a real estate industry, um, there's a definite connection that's deeper than I think we had maybe 10 years ago. And so I think that people want to see others succeed. They're there to cheer on their peers. Um, they're there to be inspired. And I think that that really came through over the last two days. So it was it was kind of a bit of a touching moment to see everyone come together. And even people that had worked for previous brands, I think Phil um, was speaking about Angelo and the fact that Angelo's younger sister now works for Phil's brand um, and that story. And we probably talk about the GOAT panel next session, but that was just really nice touching moment. So um, it was pretty amazing. Amazing two days. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be giving you at least one other episode on ARIC 2023, and we'll see how we go. And if we don't get it through that episode, we'll do a third episode because <laughs> the value was I'll, – I'll just finish on this point. You know, I was just listening to – there was one specific sentence that Caitlin said. She said, what if you decided that for the next four years – you would throw everything into it, right? And accept that you've got the rest of your life to do all the other stuff that you want to do, but you turn around, get just this big goal and just throw yourself in 100%, no get-out clause, no plan B, just work harder towards that goal. And if you allocated four years to see what would happen. And I just, I just thought to myself, that is really, really good advice because I think a lot of people never actually, I mean, they might go off and they complete a degree in three years or they might, you know, enroll in a, you know, in a bodybuilding competition. But does the average person in business turn around and say, I'm just going to go give it all. I'm going to see what I can actually build you. So we'll touch more further on it. Troy, thanks for your help. A lot of people don't see all the work that you're doing there side of stage, keeping everyone moving along at the the right speed and making sure everyone's happy and uh, we had a lot I got to tell you I haven't had I haven't had normally you get some sort of person oh yeah it was oh yeah it was okay I didn't get none of those it was the best <laughs>